your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EM Radio. I want you to tell the truth. I want you to come clean. I want you to admit that you're responsible for Brock Lesnar's free agency. My tribal chief, I'm in a terrible situation here because no matter what I say, it's gonna, it's gonna sound like I'm spinning things. I, 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 I am loyal and faithful to my tribal chief. I've been, I've been with their family for 40 years. I. You chose me, rescued me, saved me to be your special counsel because you knew I am the wise man. You, you know, I, I've been accused of many things in my life and I'm guilty of even more, but I've never been accused of being stupid. And pulling the trigger now on a scheme to dethrone the tribal chief would be stupid. Why pull the trigger before a crown jewel? Wouldn't the whole thing be for me to stay within your circle of trust and then counsel you on a strategy at crown jewel and then leak the strategy over to Brock Lesnar so that Brock Lesnar would think that he has a chance and Brock Lesnar has no chance but he would think that he would have a chance against you wouldn't that be the time to pull the trigger you know how you know that Brock Lesnar is lying to you because we're telling you in advance of a move that would be made against you and only someone stupid would something like that in my tribal chief I think so highly of you you wouldn't choose a stupid man to be your special counsel Brock Lesnar cannot stand the fact that at crown jewel the conqueror will be conquered by Roman I don't want you to tell me. I want you to look into that camera and I want you to tell Brock. Brock? <laughs> I have to give you a, a ton of credit. You, you, you outsmarted the wise man on this one. Frankenstein taught the doctor a lesson. You know. What's gonna happen to you at Crown Jewel? We've had this conversation years ago. They said the Undertaker couldn't be defeated at WrestleMania. I told you the Undertaker met his match and the match's name was Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar has met his match and his match's name is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns 
Warriors will walk into Crown Jewel as your tribal chief, and he will fight you as a tribal beast. And you will learn at Crown Jewel one thing, the winner and still reigning, defending, undisputed, uncontroverted, WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. And that's not just a prediction. Brock Lesnar, that is a spoiler. And you can believe that. Sucking on a Jolly Rancher, folks. Got some important things going on here. As you know, I like to stretch out the music. right to it, shall we? And one, two, three. Tuesday night, October 12th, 2021, episode 708 of The Rant is officially live across the airwaves of Rant Entertainment Media, RantEMRadio.com. Tune in Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a plethora of other platforms let's get right to it and apologize for last week's show if you missed it you missed a humdinger and uh and it's not available for download because we didn't save the audio so uh this is why it's important to listen to this program live 
That's just how it is, folks. You need to listen to this damn show live. Thank God for, uh, for, uh, well, just thank God. Thank God for internet because we've got Tony C here. Hey, yo. And I'm Double A, and welcome once again to another edition of The Ramp. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Lots to talk about, folks. Lots to talk about. And Mr. Baltimore himself, Lee Champion, if you're listening, I'm demanding a phone call today. I'm calling you out. Well, not really. I just want uh, hmm. one of one of uh, one of our stalwarts, whether it's Phil or whether it's Lee, to call in. Because I got, I w- I'm going to get Tony C's opinion, but we need a tertiary opinion as well for what we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Some scandals going on scandals ridiculous in the world in this world in this world Tony C almost was not here because you know the fine folks of Spectrum right is that what you who daughter you Bright House Bright House whatever that's that, that that cable uh, service up there up in uh, Central Florida yep <laughs> Was was uh, acting crazy. Had a, little, had a little issue, but they got it worked out. Yeah, Tony C called. Worked out. Called, said, put somebody in charge on the phone. And somebody Something like that. Somebody in charge got on the phone and said, "Listen, don't you know I got a very important program to be on at nine o'clock? So this foolishness better be done and over with before the top of the before the top of the hour." And sure Absolutely. enough, his voice carries some weight, and uh, and he got it done. Yep, my Atlanta Braves are going to the NLCS again. Just clinched the game four victory. Really? No, I was I was. I'm not following baseball right now, but I could have sworn with what's going on in wrestling that the world we were already in World Series season. No. We're not there yet. Nope, that's October. Like this is we're the second. October. We're the second week well, of October. Almost, yeah, it's October twelfth. Probably, probably around Halloween. Jesus, we're going in November. Series night one, or game one, I should say. Game one is set to take place Tuesday, October twenty sixth. Two weeks from tonight. It is. I mean, they've been. Pack a whole bunch of games into uh, this short period of time because if the Giants, no, the Dodgers win tonight, it'll be a game five. Uh, the Astros and the uh, Red Sox have already clinched. So if the Dodgers win tonight, it'll be a game five. In San Francisco, watch my Fisco, in the words of uh, Roger Piper. Exactly. Game 7 of the World Series will take place November 3rd, if necessary, on November 3rd, which is a Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've got uh, this. So, so SmackDown is going to be preempted. Yep, Friday night is going to be on... uh, No, it's going to be preempted. It's going to be preempted for the next... Well, actually, no. 
We don't know yet if on the 22nd they'll be preempted. But definitely on the 15th and on the 29th, the, it'll be on FS1. Yep. The 22nd would be Game 6 of the um, of the Red Sox-Astros, which I believe is airing on... That probably airs on Fox, right? Uh, the ALCS? Yeah. Uh, I think that's on TBS. It's on if I'm not mistaken. Ah, well, then... Uh, no, it has the to NLCS. be. No, it has to be. They got the ALCS and the World Series this year. Yep, because last year the NLCS was on Fox, so you might be right. ALCS should be back on Fox, along with the World Series. ALCS and Fox is about to start giving up the football games too. The well, no, not really. A lot of their Sunday night program is about probably be preempted too because their games go to about 7.30 so championship game series they'll probably lose about one one or two Sundays where the Simpsons will be preempted and family got all that good stuff gone The 2021 will be broadcast on Fox. There it is. So it's possible game six, if necessary, between the Astros and the Red Sox will take place on Friday, October 22nd. Um, so you're saying right. the uh, the uh, NLCS will be on TBS because all... That's why I've noticed all the NL, NL games have been on TBS and all the AL games have been on the FS1 and um, MLB Network and Fox. So that is correct. NLCS. And there is a SmackDown the day after Saudi Arabia. So if there's any shenanigans. It'll happen on FS1 well, probably. Well, Roman Reigns can't get... He, he got to do the curtain juggle match with Brock, right? In Saudi, right? I believe so. There are no okay. games for the uh, NLCS scheduled on, uh, on, uh, on a Friday. However, Wednesday, October 20th... But remember, they're on TBS. Oh, that's right. They're on TBS. Damn. Right. Never mind. So the ALCS. Never mind. So WWE's going to get the boot only. Yep. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm going to talk about all that. Because somebody went spouting. World Series on. Somebody's spouting their mouth, and uh, I don't like it too much. Anyways. Oh, what, on um, NXT? Uh, I'll tell you in just a second. I'll tell you. Because it's it's, it's pretty good. And it continued uh, into today. But anyways, so let's go around. Oh, the room. you got in the back and forth with somebody? No, I didn't get into a back and forth with anybody. It's uh, it's somebody of uh, of of the executive uh, committee got in, not got into it, but I believe showed their ass. You talking about the WWE executive committee? No. Of another it, could, it, is, it is just a a the the a member of the Mark uh, executive committee, and I don't mean Marcus or Marquise or anything like that. No, 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 just the wrestling Mark. Uh, 
executive committee. And I'll t- I'll, that's that's my teaser. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. But Tony C, what's going on with you? Anything interesting these past seven days? Uh, no, not really. Outside of this little internet snafu, everything's pretty much been low key. Um, I went to get that uh, wisdom tooth uh, X-ray. Everything looks like it lines up, so I just they got to settle on a day, and and then they got in there to ask me, "Do you want to be sedated when you?" Do? No, <laughs> goddamn, I don't want to be up. Wide awake. Don't pull it out with a pair of pliers. Kind of question is that? These people. You should have like I paid. I paid good money for this dental procedure. I expect to be knocked out. Absolutely. Dodges up one nothing. Uh, but absolutely. Um, other than that, you know, no, nothing earth shattering. Um, gotta watch, uh, Glass Joe. I mean, uh, Deontay Wilder get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it happens. You know, you'll be all right. And then they'll probably um, have a, they'll have a, another match. And sell another billion dollars in pay-per-view. And, uh, I mean, I ain't seen a knockout that bad since Russia, 1985. Um, you know, that's what happens when you... And then you know you can cuss when you get up and think you won the fight. So, you know. You know. I mean, other than that... And, and can I say something to, uh, I got a couple things. John Gruden, I want to say, uh, hey man, hey man, when you send that, when you push that send on that email, there's no, it ain't, it's going out, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, even though you're equal opportunity, you know what I'm saying, discriminating, you don't like no damn body. Gays, blacks, women. Fruits. Uh, Even though you said gay already, uh, but... Yeah. The only person you missed was uh, disparaging remarks about a Latino community or Asian community or indigenous people, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was you know, Columbus Day I, yesterday. Yeah, it was. But I'm going to tell you, you got a great future in a certain political party if you want to take it. They'll, they'll love to have you. <laughs> Pretty sure. Might be the next president one day. I mean, hey, if you gonna if you gonna do that, man, just come out and say it. Like, say what you want about that old other guy, as Joe called. At least he come out and say it. You know what I'm saying? Them the them the type of racist on like. When you want to be racist and uh, be like that via email, that those those are the most dangerous ones to grab my gear. One thing about the other guy, he'll come out and say shit old countries, you know, grab by the pussy. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. At least you know what time it is, bro. John Gruden smiling in your face, then emailing, talking about, you know, look at this fruit booty and stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh... To that guy that killed that white girl, you know what I'm saying? Brian Laundry. And then got away with it. I mean, OJ did do what he do, did, 
you know what I'm saying? But God dang, we all know if that dude named Tyrone, his ass would be locked up and they'd throw away the key. This man has strangled the woman and now y'all don't know where the hell he at. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. And people say that the justice system is equal. And double A know this. Can't nobody come over here and tell me. If his name was Raheem Tyrone, his ass would have been locked up. And his parents, they said, they told the cops, they don't answer no questions. Their ass would have been locked up too. So... Anybody want to come around me and talk about all everything's equal under the law? Bullshit. Well, you can strangle a white woman and just walk through TSA and, and do what the hell you want to do? That let me, that should let y'all know right there. This stuff ain't equal. All things ain't equal. You know, and I, you know, that's my two cents on that. I don't think any, anything else didn't happen. Oh, Kyrie Irving, you idiot. Yeah. And I'm just saying, leave it at that for now. Dog, the bounty hunter is looking for you, by the way. Just, just. <laughs> Man, dog ain't looking for him. He ain't the right complexion. I'm telling you, can't nobody tell me if a brother, Latino, anybody would strangle that white girl, ass would have been locked up. We've been talking about I ain't talking to the police and all that. They ain't even bring the man in for questioning. Strangle the white woman. It's official. This is what y'all do. Y'all let the white man, white men kill y'all white women. Mm, mm, mm. And slide out of town. That man probably in England somewhere. <laughs> Sipping tea and drink, eating crumpets. Damn shame. Mm, mm, mm. Strangle the double A. Choked him. Within an inch of her life. Mm-hmm. Yes, he sure did. Damn shame. Damn, damn shame. Sorry, man. But that's all I got, man. Salute right. uh, Tyson Fury for knocking Deontay Wild out, man. It happens. Yeah, it, it does happen. It does happen. <laughs> I heard George Washington Duke trying to get <laughs> scheduled a fourth fight. Hey, he probably, uh, you know, he probably had a microphone ready to go. If he'd have walked in that press conference room. After that wild fight, that's a great answer, champ. Now I got somebody who want to challenge you right now. <laughs> oh my god, that'll be classic. God damn! <laughs> and Double A had a nerd to ask me this week. Oh. Ask me and Lee. <laughs> That, listen, that's a very a valid point to what I asked, okay? Yeah, I mean, double A is, let me, for y'all don't, don't know, 
that don't know. Double A has some of the most obscure questions in the middle of the week ever in history. But you know what? I ask them when they come across, but when you think about it, they are valid questions. <laughs> They're all valid questions. I, mean, I never ask anything. Of, I never will ask anything that's out of school. But they always like RKO out of nowhere. Exactly. So he had the nerd ass in the goddamn White Ranger episode. No, no, not the, no. that's not the White Ranger episode. It's the season premiere episode, uh, uh, season two, right? Exactly, Disney, which, right? which for some reason, uh, seasons one and two are available on YouTube. Yeah, the first, what, it's a two-parter or three-parter? Three-parter. Three-parter. And the Power Rangers start off in the... All six of them start off in the ATV race. Yeah. With a whole bunch of others, by the way. They weren't the only so ones double, in the race. So, Double A goes out of his way and asks, and I quote, <laughs> this, is to, this is to me and Lee. Uh, here it is. And the music was a... Okay. He said, YouTube has the Power Red, Mighty Morphin Power Red episodes up for free. In the Mutiny Part 3, how the hell did they win a TV race? And they wasn't even there. Exactly. I asked. I mean, who's to think listen, to ask that question? They won the AT or ATV race and they were gone for the three episodes. The ATV, now, okay. I'll give you this, though. That's the longest ATV race, probably in the history of ATV race. Exactly. And what, was, and what was your response? My response was, Craig Strand <laughs> helped the win. Uh, Absolutely. And, and you want to know, and then listen, I guess, how bad how bad were those uh races? They, the power rangers were going for three episodes. Exactly. Which was true. How bad were and the other I, racers? That's what I asked. Yeah. How bad were they driving? How bad was their racing skills of driving or whatever? And my response was, hell, they must have drove like Jesse. Exactly. Into the goddamn <laughs> into the goddamn water and shit. I didn't know. But that's you know those double double hit you with a shenanigans question, you know at least one two times a week, man. Oh yeah, I mean that just because I've been falling asleep watching these older episodes now that they're on YouTube. Not that I couldn't have watched them before because they've been on Netflix, but for some reason they're convenient on YouTube. I don't know why, but uh, but yeah, I was I was uh, I was shocked and. Um, now, was White Light in season two or three? That's two. Okay. Then maybe I can go pay attention. You know, I love, I love this White Light. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love, the Mutiny episodes are, are, are great. You know? Man, ain't nothing like, uh, what's that thing, what's that monster called in White Light? God dang, something took my tongue. I'm white in the white uh, lightning episode. The white light, the uh, it's a, it's a, um. Oh god, hold on. It was the the, the, the damn thing was melting. 
it was three of them in white light. They had to fight. It was a statue of some. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. Pissing me. It's making me mad. I'll tell you right now. Because, uh, they're putting, it seems like, all the series up on YouTube. Um, but that's good. Yeah. Uh, Power Rangers Season 2. It was just uploaded this past week. Or no, sorry. It was uploaded, um, Was uploaded the other day. Hold on. There we go. White lightning, green no more. White light. Here we go. It was. Let's see. Hold on. I'm gonna find out what the name of this. Here we go. That definitely seems to be her intention. Now it's time to turn up the heat. Nimrod! That's <laughs> what it was. The freaking Nimrod. A little high voltage, anyone? Let's show him the power of thunder! Master Lion Thunder's Power! Yeah. Oh. And I know you love the Thunder Zords, but I'll never get it. Absolutely. This one. Gotta love the Thunderzords, man. Gotta uh, love the Thunderzords. Well, speaking of television, Tony C, did you know? I don't know. You you uh, picked up the line right when I was playing uh, the old Temple Run theme song. From uh, oh, Legends, of, Legends of the Legends Temple. Of the did you know that the reboot premiered this past Sunday? And I bet you tuned in. I tuned in midway through. Midway so, through. And so here's my uh, little analysis of what I witnessed. I did not watch the whole thing. It's an it's an hour long format with adults, by the way. And uh, it's hosted by this uh, this chick. I forgot her name. Carissa something or other. And uh, it's no Legends of the Hidden Temple circa 1993 with Kurt Fogg. Right. And I, I was not a, a fan of the games that they were playing. The rules and stuff I don't like too much. But do you know what pissed me off? Again, I didn't watch too much of this. I only I skipped around the episode and I only saw a couple of moments. So the temple run for a smaller temple than what it was in the original show was four minutes long. Okay, they put four minutes on the clock. So the girl goes on your mark, get set, go, and they start running the temple, right? Some of the rooms are very stupid and hokey and stuff. But they had the 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 the, the classics like the shrine of the silver monkey. Shrine of the silver okay, I'm offended by that, but go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so 
this team's running through the temple, the purple parrots, right? They're about a minute and 15 seconds in. And here comes the temple guard, the second one in the line of, uh, of this temple run. Second one. The temple guard comes. And they go to commercial. They go to commercial. How do you go to commercial in the middle of a, of a play? I don't get it. I don't get it. That killed the whole... Not that they were doing a good job with the flow, but that killed the whole thing. Oh, man, it really pissed me off. It really did. So, outside of that, you didn't enjoy it, huh? No, I'm not, and I'm not going to be watching an hour-long game show on the CW. Hey, man. All-American comes on CW now. Don't do the CW like that. Fake CW. I guess. The shrine of the silver monkey. But I liked it when Olmec said it. The shrine of the silver <laughs> monkey. Hold on. Let's see, do we have just that drop of Olmec saying it? Uh, yeah, I think we got it right here. Hold on. Open the door. Oh, come on. Don't, don't. To open the door to the shrine of the silver monkey. There you go. Ah, uh, but yeah. Was Mandy Rose on NXT tonight? I'm sure she was. Is this her right here? I mean, she got dark oh, no, hair. Oh, somebody named Toxic. Oh, well, that's that's the group. That's the group oh, she's in. Man? Where's Mandy? It's one broad. Was one half a tag team champion. She is ripped. That's um, what's her face? Um, oh God. Uh, what the hell is her name? I'll tell you right now. Uh, women's tag team champions. They are. Uh, that's Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, yeah, she is ripped. Yes, she is. 27 years old, born in Utah. Yeah, she looks like it, too. Uh, Who's this Becky Lynch want to be broad? I don't want to try like Becky Lynch. I have no clue. Uh, Who is this broad? Okay. Good oh, it's toxic, toxic attraction. That's what they're called. It's uh, it's uh, JC Jane. I'll tell you right now who they are. One second. 
J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan. Gigi Dolan is the uh, Becky Lynch looking chick. Okay, gotcha. And Mandy Rose is the uh, Capitan. Okay. Mandy Rose is definitely the look of the group. Yes, yes, she's that black. It's the black hair for me. Absolutely. Oh, Chucky is premiering next, huh? Yes, and I think I might put it on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I watched uh, Chucky. Oh God, which one did I watch the other day? I watched uh, Chucky Two. Oh yeah, we talked about this actually. Yeah, I watched so it too. You watched that one last week, right? Yeah, I did. I think I watched. Uh, I watched it again just for shits and giggles. Anyways, Andy, Andy, Turkey's <laughs> gonna be a pro. <laughs> oh man, hold on. That that is, yeah. We gotta play that again, just just for the sake of of uh, making Tony Seedle giggle. Think Chucky's gonna be a bro. Okay. <laughs> See, I wasn't I wasn't uh, I wasn't thrilled with uh, Legends of Hidden Temple. Not at all. And a pair of British knights, the shoe that lights up. It's British knight, courtesy of Legends of Hidden Temple. British night. I love that. The hell is that? They're skipping out some stuff here. This, uh... Anyway. Oh, yeah, there we go. Alright. So, uh, so yeah. Anything interesting happening here? Not really. It's been just been a crazy couple days very busy working a lot doing things around the house fixing things and just been very productive very busy very busy around here you know you getting ready for vacation right that's right thank you for reminding me next week we will not be on the air folks uh probably we will have a uh a repeat uh i was considering taping a second show this week i don't think we're going to be able to do it uh because things are just the schedule's a little tight right now but a little, little hectic. A little hectic. But you never know. Stay tuned to social media, Randy M Radio on Instagram and Twitter. And uh you never know. You never know when the mood strikes and there's a free second in the air to to kill. So um so yeah, just stay tuned and uh and we'll keep you posted. Um but yeah, we will not be live next Tuesday and uh we'll play a best of probably and uh, we'll be back on the air the uh, the week after that, which would be uh, the 26th, which is the day the World Series starts. So, yeah, yeah. And it'll and also be the week of Halloween. So it'll be our annual Halloween special, where we'll talk about all things Halloween. Um, we're gonna talk about people getting taking bags from kids. Absolutely. You damn right we're going to talk about that. As a matter of fact, we might play that episode as a rerun next week. <laughs> uh, and next 
the next time we live, we will be celebrating that, which is the IWO. I know the episode that it was born. It was a week from next week, five years ago. Oh, wow. Six years ago. Yep. I have the episode, Double A. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to have some fun with that, uh, that, that material. That's good. As well as... You know what I'm saying? Some Halloween stuff. That's good. Um, now, I want to play something here because this just goes to show you how good WCW was. I'm going to play something here. Um, I'm going to take you back. Only because uh, we're not that far off from when this actually happened. It was 25 years ago. September 30th, 1996. I was watching this over the weekend. And I just wanted to play it only because it's, I think when Eric Bischoff hit his stride and broke out from the confines of a wrestling announcer and became a character, because he cut a great promo, you know, this is pre-NW, this is before he joined the NWO, he cut a great solo promo on the NWO, and uh, this happened September 30th. 1996. Let's go to our broadcast location. Eric Bishop has his statement right now. Eric, go ahead. All right, thanks a lot, Tony. And you know, I want to make one thing very clear. First of all, you pointed out that, yeah, they slapped me around. Yes, the New World Order, as Larry refers to it, did take over our broadcast booth. But listen, this isn't about Eric Bischoff. This is about the history of WCW and what that represents. This company's roots go back to 1905. Champions like Luthez, Terry and Dory Funk, Pat O'Connor, Dusty Rhodes. The names go on and on. It may not mean anything at all to Hulk Hogan, to the Outsiders, Hall and Nash, to Ted DiBiase, to that 180-pound whip they call six. Maybe it doesn't mean anything at all to them, but it does mean a lot of things to a lot of people. It has got to stop. It is going to stop. It's going to stop now because this company is not going to tolerate it. Not at the corporate level. Not at the level here that all of us work at on Nitro to try to put together a program that people out there can enjoy. It's got to stop because it's not fun anymore. Nobody's entertained by it. The NWO is nothing but dirt bags from the bottom all the way to the top. And yes, that means you, Hulk Hogan. And yes, Eric Bischoff has been accused of making a whole lot of mistakes. And I admit that I have. And my relationship with WCW may have only lasted the last five or six years, but let me tell you something. The one singular mistake I ever made was bringing Hulk Hogan into WCW. And Hogan and the rest of you thugs, because that's all you are, you thugs. You want to come in here? You want to try to stop WCW? Well, we've worked too hard. We've worked too long. And gentlemen, and I use that word very carefully because it really doesn't apply, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Listen to me and listen to me now. It is going to stop. No more. Tony, Larry, take it back. All right, Eric. Such a good moment. I wish we would get moments like that again. That is true. Oh, and then they used that promo uh, for the intro of Halloween Havoc in 96. And when you piece it all together, it just, oh, it just sounds so damn good. I love it. And with the music they used. And with the music they use, because they use that uh, Mark Merrow theme song. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Here, I'll play that so you, so we can 
touching on wrestling. By the way, all 10 seasons of Roseanne on uh, is on Peacock. That includes the season. Yeah, that includes the one year that it uh, it came back. Before um, it became the Connors. Before right? it came the Connors, exactly. So they're all there. It's all on Peacock. Alright, so... Where do I begin with what I want to talk about? Uh, October 15th, which is this coming Friday. <laughs> have, have you ever been uh, to the James L. Knight Center here in Miami, Tony C? No, sir. Okay. I have. And uh, AEW is going to be doing uh, a little bit of television down here this coming week. They're going to be doing Rampage. Uh, on Friday, live from the James L. Knight Center, and they're going to be here on Saturday as well, uh, doing a Saturday Night Dynamite, uh, which is uh, the reason why there's going to be no uh, Dynamite on Wednesday, because, well, no, actually, I think they're taping Dynamite. Well, anyways, either way, it's at the James L. Knight Center. And... uh, they're, the tickets are not moving. Now, they just did a dynamite here. Hold on. Um, not AEW. Struggling to sell tickets. At a small no. venue, by the way. Small venue. I don't believe that. And, um, I can tell you though, for those of you that don't know this area and have never attended an event at the James L. Knight Center, it sucks. And it's not easy to traverse and get in and out of. Um, and I, from what I heard, it was a kind of like a miserable experience getting in and out of the building when they were here for Dynamite a couple of months ago. And that's not on AEW, that's just the nature of the building. But, uh, yeah, AEW, don't come to the James L. Knight Center if you're going to do TV down here. You know, WWE doesn't have a lockout of all the buildings in this area, you know. You could go to the University of Miami uh, basketball arena that they have in Coral Gables. You can go to the Florida Live Arena, formerly known as Tony C's 
favorite Fort Lauderdale Arena, the National Car Rental Center. Which, by the way, I did a little history today. Did you know, Tony, that the National Car Rental Center, formerly known as Office Depot Center, formerly known as the Broward County Civic Center, formerly known as the Bank Atlantic Center, formerly known as the BB&T Center, now known as the Florida Live Arena, is the second largest arena in this country. I don't believe it. Do you know what the largest arena in this country is? And it's a well-known arena, by the way, the number one. Uh, All-State Arena? Nope. Where is it located? If I tell you, it's going to give it away. It's a famous arena, though. Madison Square Garden? It's not the Garden. What, Barclays Center? Not the Barclays Center. Knickerbocker Arena? No, it's not the Knickerbocker Arena, which I think is now called the Pepsi Center. But... uh, But I'll, I'll give you this much. It's not New York. Uh, it's not New York. And it is, is which, and is it, it is, and it is a wrestling arena. Is it on the coast? Uh, kind of. On a coast. It's on a coast, yes. With scope. No. Well, it ain't the Hampton Coliseum. Uh, uh, is it a WCW arena? It is. It is WCW? a. It is a. Both promotions have run this arena. But who would run it more? Oh God! Um, that's that's not a fair question because WCW hasn't been around for twenty years. Okay, name a match that happened there. Oh, jeez! Um, I'm talking about a big time match. I want to think of one that doesn't give it away. A big time match that happened there. Um, there's so many, but I got trying to think of one that doesn't give it away. Um, name somebody. Did somebody ever win a, um, a major championship there, like a heavyweight title? Or yes. Okay. What year? Multiple years. What was the late? What was what was the uh, last year? You know. Uh, let's see if I can figure this out. Hold on. Did the WCW title ever change hands there? Yes. That's a better question. Okay. Um, okay. So WCW title change hands there. Not an NWA title, WCW title. World title, right? Possibly both. Oh, 
That means the last time. It ain't too below. It ain't too below. Uh, let's see. It ain't in New York. It ain't the bar. It ain't the Barclays. It ain't WCW no ran now. Uh, well, I can't. I tried to get as many clues as I can get. Where because is the it? problem is, if I if I okay, the <sighs> okay, I'm trying to think where how I can say this in a way that. A major storyline ended in this arena in during the uh, quote-unquote attitude era. Major storyline. Like huge. Okay. Um, the, it ain't the fleet center. Um, cause that's where Austin got beat on. Isn't that where Austin beat Star Michaels right in Boston, right? That's where he beat him, but it, it's not Boston. And I'll tell you that. Wells Fargo Center? No, I, I don't think you're going to get it. The largest arena in the country. Get ready for this. I need to get a sound drop for a uh, for a thing. The building opened in 1959. Has been a mainstay in wrestling for most of that time, with a seating capacity of 23,500, just over that. And the arena is. The Greensboro Coliseum. Now, I said Greensboro, didn't I? No, you did not. You said Richmond. You said no. You didn't say Richmond. You said Norfolk. The scope. And 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 now Tony C is probably going to ask, well, what major storyline ended in the Greensboro Coliseum? The day the World Wrestling Federation defeated the Alliance at Survivor Series in two thousand one. Yep. Ric Flair won. Debuted the next night. He he debuted the next night, but that was in Charlotte. But there's yeah, been he's won and lost the world title in Greensboro during his time with WCW and the NWA. If I'm not mistaken, there was a world title change with the WWF in Greensboro at one time. Um so yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Number one, largest arena in America, the Greensboro Coliseum. So anyway, say so AEW don't go to uh, don't go to the James L Knight Center anymore. That's just a little bit of advice from a local, okay? Because if I was an AEW fan, which I'm not, and I wanted to go to one of your shows, and I found out it was at the James L Knight Center, I would not go. So let's say I'm not a I'm not a fan. 
AEW's <laughs> all right, you know. Oh, oh, it is. I mean, they ain't TNA, goddamn. Paramount Plus is relaunching the women of wrestling. They're relaunching WOW. And AJ Lee is a part of it. So. So, yeah. That'll be, uh, that's going to be interesting. That's coming out next, uh, sometime in uh, 2022. Oh, and shout out to the uh, current World Wrestling Federation champion, Big E, for uh, doing the uh, the warm-up to the main event of uh, Saturday's boxing match. It's nice to see uh, a world champion from another sport get, uh, get a little, uh, you know, a little scratch once in a while for doing something else. In another legitimate Did Buffer introduce him? Uh, Was Buffer there? I don't know. I just know the Big E thing from Saturday night. He did he did it he did his new day gimmick. So Oh Vegas. Really don't you dare be so Well he didn't go through all that, but you know, he did uh, say the uh, hold on, Big E uh, Tyson Fury. Let's see here. Let's play uh, his intro. It's about that time. But you'll have to wait for me to introduce the champ. Elusive and tough. A clinical slugger. Yeah, let me let me let me stop this video for one second. I want to talk about uh, the the physical body of Tyson Fury. His body looks like a wet towel. That's all I have to say. that 
mean, that, that was something. It was something. I heard about it. Hold on it one second. I'm about to take a, uh, a walk here or into the next room over. Uh-oh. There we go. Somebody asked for a pair of nail clippers. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. See, when when you do broadcasting, folks, a little a little lesson from an from an expert host. Unless you're high tech and you got wireless equipment, the key to a successful broadcasting uh, expert and a host: long cable. Okay. This, yeah, that's a great investment. Yeah, this cable is probably about fifteen feet long, so I can I can get around if need be. All right, another uh, bit of wrestling news, and I don't know if WWE... Well, WWE did uh, issue a public statement about this, but I don't believe they, they said anything on TV last night, uh, you know, because it's it really... you Nobody really would know it, you know, would know, but um, some of us do know who this person is. And when I tell you who this is, Tony C., then you'll be like, oh, man... Reggie Park, Reggie Parks passed away this past weekend. Reggie Parks was a former uh, wrestler. He did work in various territories throughout the, the, this country, and uh, I guess his big—he um, made his name uh, though in uh, in Canada during, I believe, the fifties and sixties. And uh, you know, he had a few little bit of a run in the WWF uh, in the seventies and. You know, like I said, he went around to various territories. But that's Reggie's uh, wrestling career is not what he's known for. Do you know what he's known for, Mister C? No, that, that that name, the only Reggie I know, the one that's twenty four seven champion. Reggie Parks is the man behind some of your favorite things in all of pro wrestling. Oh, the belt dude. He, belt is, dude. he is the man responsible for making those iconic WWF championship belts and the yeah. belts you saw in WCW as well. He is the man responsible for that. He designed the Wing Eagle belt. Yes, he designed the Wing Eagle, the classic Intercontinental, the tag team titles, the WCW World, US, and tag team titles. Um... And I believe he's also the cruiserweight and the television and things like that. Jim Cornette. Uh, well, he had some things to say about Reggie Parks. Let's uh, hear what Jim Cornette had to say. Um, and we, we should recognize at the top of the program uh, that uh, not only a famous wrestling veteran legend, but also the one of the godfathers of the whole wrestling belt business and industry. Reggie Parks passed away just I guess yesterday. And gosh, and I forgot to note how old he was, but he would have been in his early eighties at this point. Would he not? Or do you know? I'll find his age right now, but that sounds right. Um, and for people who don't recognize the name, Reggie Parks in the fifties and sixties and seventies was a journeyman wrestler that wrestled in, you know, like umpteen territories, almost everywhere, all across the country. And especially he had, Spent a lot of time in the AWA for the last half of his career. And 
he worked uh, toward the end of it under a mask as the Avenger because he he was always in great shape and had a great looking physique. But as he got into his 40s facially, he looked older, so he put a hood on. Boom. Um, 87. 87. Holy shit. <clears throat> well, there you go. Um, but anyway, um, but he became more integral to the wrestling business uh, toward the latter years of his in-ring career than after he retired because he was the guy that made in the early days when only a, you could only get them in a few different places and they meant something he made the title belts for the different wrestling promotions and gosh I guess what Nikita Malkovich is the guy who the Russian wrestler who made a lot of the the 1960s era belts and, and that you still saw in the early 70s. And, and actually, he made the the belts that, that Crockett used as the NWA World Tag Team belts until 1986 when Rude and Manny made off with them. So those are the original ones that the Midnight held. And a lot of the WWWF uh, belts from the late 60s, early 70s was Nikita Malkovich. That kind of design, I can't describe it verbally, but for those of you who knows what those belts looked like. But then, pretty much after that, from what, the late 70s, early 80s, Reggie took over. And he made almost all the territory belts. He didn't make the um, the domed globe. They got that done, did they not? Uh, Paul Bosch had a part to play in that and got it in Mexico, right? That sounds right. Um, but he made almost all of the the territory belts that were that looked any decent and were worth anything. I mean, I've said this before. The one thing I complained about the Memphis territory was they would use shit belts and they'd use them until they fell completely apart and with no shame whatsoever, just complete lack of shame. But Reggie's belts were professional and they looked good. And so he did that for for years and then uh, brought a few other people into the business with him and gradually handed it off to you know, to Dave Milliken and, and some people that Dave has worked with. Um, but he actually made the Smoky Mountain belts. And it's a funny thing because I I don't have any real personal anecdotes about Reggie because I never met, I met him once finally at a fan fest somewhere, God, years ago, but in the modern era, right? But at the time that I got the Smoky Mountain belts from him and for years after that, I had never met him. Not in person, I talked to him on the phone. Because you just knew that when you started a company or needed a belt in the, you know, in the 80s and 90s, well, somebody better call Reggie. And, you know, when the territories went out of business, he slowed down there a little while in the early 90s. Thankfully, I was able to get him to do the Smoky Mountain belts. But I, I had no idea of what the process was for making belts. Right. I, you know, I didn't know how that those the plates are made or shaped or the gold embossing or whatever is put on or the letter. I, you know, I just I knew what I wanted to wanted it them to look like based on being a fan of wrestling and seeing belts and knowing belts. But I had no idea how they were made. So this is how good Reggie was. I said I got his number and called him on phone, explained I wanted two tag belts and a singles belt. And I said, Reggie, if I just kind of sketch this out, draw it out on a piece of paper for you, how I kind of want it to look, is that is that good? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And I said, and you know, I don't like the slick gold. I like the texture, like, you know, the guys wearing the gold. He could identify with this. When the, when the guys in the 80s in the big territory started making all the money, they got the big fucking gold bracelets and watches and that, that textured look to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just, on a, with a pen and a piece of paper, drew how I kind of wanted the plates to look and told him that on the phone. And also, for the heavyweight title belt, uh, my mom, I've told this story before, but it's applicable here. My mom used to order in the 70s. Just items from, do you ever, do they still, I think they still have a catalog, but have you ever heard of Finger Hut? Of course, yeah. Okay, well, this, it was a small deal in the 70s, but they would send out mail order catalogs and they'd have little cheap items or whatever. I guess it's maybe a bigger deal today. But if you bought something or bought X amount of things or whatever, they'd give you free gifts and they were cheap gifts. <laughs> she had somehow amassed a treasure trove of seven giant cubic zirconia fake diamonds as finger hut free gifts. I don't, and, and I saw them when I was visiting one day and, uh, before when I was setting Smoky Mountain up, I said, are you going to use these fake diamonds? Right. What a question. She's like, no, take them. So I sent him the fake diamonds and had him put them in the the uh, you know the points on the crown in the in the etc the area of the crown in the uh, heavyweight title belt and and anyway that's what I the point I was going to make from that he was so good boom it, within a couple of months he had done the belts sent them to me in a box in the mail they looked beautiful everybody's obviously seen pictures and 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 that was also what made the Smoky Mountain heavyweight title even more sentimental to me because my mom's fake finger hut diamonds were in it and his na and he always stamped his name uh with the leather stamp on the on the end of the one of the belts where it straps on the back Reggie Parks and those are stamped on there also so anyway uh 87 years old so I I hope I make it that far well, there you go the, the history of the belt maker and uh, like uh, like uh, like we said he is the man responsible for making you know the winged eagle and all the the titles you saw in the WWE in in the late 80s early 90s and the ones in WCW as well well god dang so on to the next thing that I want to talk about And it's, this is what, um, oh, by the way, Bubba Ray and Devon are no longer in business together. Oh, man. So, so you know, well, that's it. Uh, but they're still friends, but, you know, it's just they're not in business together. So... Where do I start with how I want to word this? We find out last Friday on SmackDown that um, due to the uh, due to uh, the national uh, the American League Championship Series airing on Fox this coming Friday. SmackDown is going to air on FS1 
live. Now, I want to preface this by saying a couple of things. There was a uh, there was an article that came out just yesterday about how USA NBC Universal has allowed WWE, given them the green light essentially, to use profanity on Raw and NXT. And that's why you hear them saying shit and things like that on Oh really? On Raw and NXT. Can't do it on SmackDown because SmackDown's on Fox, on broadcast television. They have to adhere to standard and practices, uh, the FCC, so on and so on and so on. I, this would not is not going to happen on FS1, by the way. But I did explain this in my little uh, uh, retort in regards to what I'm about to talk about, and that uh, when you go on cable, okay. It is a lot easier to get clearance for an overrun. Because cable doesn't have as strict of a schedule, uh, depending on the network, as network television does. On Fox, SmackDown has to be off the air. No ifs, ands, or buts at 9.57. Yep, for the local news. Off the air, run a commercial spot, go into the preview for the 10 o'clock news. And then the 10 o'clock news starts at the top of the hour. So SmackDown must be off the air. And if they're not off the air, the network is going to pull the plug. <laughs> going to be like Halloween Havoc. Exactly. <laughs> tape, tape machines are still rolling. We'll see you next week. <laughs> um, so, so an overrun is a lot more feasible on cable TV. That's why for years... Raw had an end time of 11.05, but usually, usually had an overrun on top of the 11.05. The five minutes was the overrun, but they were going to 11.10, 11.12. There was a couple of times that Raw went to 11.30, and we couldn't explain why. Mm-hmm. And... Um, But whatever. I believe there's one Raw. I believe it was the first Raw back on the USA Network. That Raw went to almost midnight. If I'm not mistaken. Um, And that was on top of it already being a three hour show. Do you remember the main event of that first Raw on the USA Network, uh, Tony C? Uh, back back in nineteen ninety three. No, no, no. The first RAW coming back to the USA Network in two thousand five. Probably John Cena and somebody. Huh? Uh, you're partially right. Uh, no, I can't remember that one. You can't remember that one. Let me see here, because I was actually I just had it queued up the other day. Um. <laughs> it's it's funny I'll, I'll, I have to play it because you don't hear this nowadays uh, on TV anymore um, let me see here I know I just had it on uh, hold on I don't want to give it away for those of you that are, that are out there uh 
out there watching or listening, I should say, because I know you're not watching. Uh, let's see. I believe it was so it's one, two, three, uh, season thirteen. Okay, here we go. And I will. Here we go. I'm gonna rewind it a little bit, just because. Here we go. This is the challenger. This all Cena for the world. Okay, yeah, because I was leading in the uh, Chris was Chris Jericho the referee. No, Chris Jericho was uh, gone at this time. He was. Yeah, this was right after Chris Jericho got quote unquote fired. Oh, you know. so who that? Yeah, somebody interfered in his match. Uh, well, it was a no disqualification match, so I don't know who would have interfered. But, yeah. but listen to Jr. here. And they even did a promo spot, and they're in the overrun at this point. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So an overrun is feasible. is is a lot more easier on uh, on cable. NXT, they tend to have an overrun every so often. Dynamite, I don't believe has an overrun. I, I, they may have done an overrun on a couple occasions, but they generally don't do one because uh, they close they close out the show right at the top of the hour. Right, and that all and usually goes into a movie like Star Wars. You know, yeah. uh, Big Daddy, um, Liar Liar, whatever. Um, and I believe the same for Rampage. So, WWE decided that because this Friday is the quote-unquote go-home show for SmackDown going into Crown Jewel. And they decided, you know what, we'll take advantage of that we're going to be on FS1 and that SmackDown's going to go be on the air for an extra 30 minutes. Yep. And that, that 10 to 10.30 time slot will run commercial free. Mm. So, so, so this There's a lot of things I'm about to say, and I want you to, to, to give me your thoughts on what I'm about to say. That was announced Friday. Okay. That was announced Friday on SmackDown. Okay. Now, Rampage airs at 10 o'clock on TNT. 
which means that that 1030, 10 to 10.30 time slot goes head to head. SmackDown versus Rampage. Now we're going to take you back in time to the history of television ratings for SmackDown on Fox. And that usually when SmackDown airs on FS1, the ratings drop off by 50%. Because there's a lot of areas of this country that don't have FS1. And there's a lot of cord cutters out there that don't have cable and therefore don't have FS1. After (laughs) Rampage went off the air in Philadelphia on Friday night, and after Tony Khan finished uh, giving the ECW originals a blowjob in the middle of the ring, that's what he did. Oh, man. Did you see the video? He essentially sucked their dick in the middle of the ring. <laughs> and I did say that. Yeah, you did. Uh, you just said that. Let me see. Let me let me play you some of that. I wanted to be sure to come out and thank you all in person. I wanted to be sure and thank you and say good night. It's a very special wrestling town, a very special wrestling tradition. There's a few people here that I'd like to thank. Uh, hey, Taz and Chris Jericho, could you guys come down to the ring, please? It's Philadelphia, guys. Thank you. I love you. When I was a kid, and I could have one thing in the world. It was to come to this city and watch wrestling. And some of my heroes are here tonight, and they work here in AEW. And I just wanted them to have a chance to say goodnight to you because they're really special to the city of Philadelphia, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, Terrence. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Jericho. I have a few other friends I'd like to introduce you to. The former ECW television champion, the Iceman, Dean Malenko. You have Dean? I think Dean's here, I believe. Chris knows Dean very well. There we go. Hey. One more friend I'd like to bring out, and I'd like each of them to say a very special good night, and I just thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, the former ECW World Champion, Jerry Lynn! So listen, uh, it's been a long time since I had the opportunity to talk to you guys, a lot of years, South Philadelphia and all that, and you know, I've had the opportunity to compete, especially these three amazing athletes, amazing men, amazing wrestlers, uh, Malenko broke my neck in Fort Lauderdale, 
Jericho's a crowbar, he's stiff. And Jerry Lynn, well, you just would blow guys up in the ring because your cardio is better than everybody. So that always sucked rest of you. But no, these guys are great, and you all are great. And you know, uh, for me, as an ECW original and all that stuff, and it was an amazing time, and I know a lot of you guys are old enough to remember that and be part of that. But this is, this is, like what we got here is like, it's fucking crazy because it's, it's like a new generation of ECW, like on steroids and growth hormone. So, I, I, listen, I've said it publicly and I'll say it again. I don't give a shit if anybody gets hot about it. And I, I don't give a fuck. You can call me a homer. I don't give a shit. This is the best fucking place I've ever worked. I had no idea he was in the ring. I was like, why did they chant CM Punk? I have the mic now. I didn't even see he was out here. I just want to say I feel extremely left out because I was the ECW champion. And... And nobody, and nobody invited me. And I just want to make a point that I think that's a very important distinction to make because I never would have been ECW champion if it wasn't for a guy like Taz, if it wasn't for a guy like Chris Jericho. Certainly if it wasn't for Dean Malenko or Jerry Lynn. So, just, I thought it'd be funny if I stuck my head out here really quick. Because I was ECW champion. And now I'll leave it up to them. Isn't it great to have CM Punk back, right? Guys, we know it's been a long night and we appreciate you guys. We always love coming to Philadelphia. Uh, my first time in Philadelphia was with ECW in 1996 after I called Paul Heyman for one year to try and get booked. He never answered and then he called me one day and said, I've been trying to get a hold of you for one year. We had a great time at the arena. We used to stay at the Ramada Inn down the road. I'm sure some of you were there. If you weren't, it's good that you weren't. If you were, you know why it was good that they weren't. But once again, we thank you guys for being here. This is the new tradition in wrestling. This is the greatest wrestling company in the world today. This is really the new revolution, and this is happening now live with all of you. We're not stopping. We're only just beginning, and in 20 fucking years, you'll still be chatting AW, and I'll still be here to talk to you, and so will he, and so will he, and so will they. A man of few words and many holds. A man of few words and many holds, but he's got something to say. I'll just keep it short. Thank you very much.
I just wanted to say thank you because everywhere I have wrestled on this planet, you guys here in Philly have been the most passionate and you reinforced it when I went to a Phillies game and I was like, oh my God. But you guys have never let us down here in Philly and you are the craziest MFers I've ever seen. Thank you so much, Philadelphia. It's been a great night. I can't thank you enough for being here. I can't wait to see you again. Happy anniversary! So there you go. So, so after uh, Tony Tony Khan wiped his uh, mouth, Tony Khan went to Twitter. Okay, do you know what he tweeted, Tony C? No, I do not. Uh, I'll tell you what he tweeted. Uh, where is it? Because I want to read it. I want to read it to you verbatim. Ver verbatim. I want it yeah, exactly. Verbatim. Verbatim. And uh, we learned this this past Friday on Rampage, by the way, that um, the women's division will be getting a secondary title in uh, in AEW, and it will be called the TBS Championship because Dynamite Broadcasting Station. Yeah, because TB, uh, Dynamite's moving to TBS in January. So here's the statement. I saw you're doing a half hour head to head with us. I can't wait to finally beat your main show head to head. It's been a long time coming. See you next Friday for a for AEW Rampage on TNT. Now, mm. I want to I want to say something. The 30-minute overrun, pre-planned, is suspect. I'll give you that much. I will hmm. give you that much that it is suspect. However, Tony Khan is claiming victory already, knowing full well that 50% of the audience won't tune into SmackDown next week, or this Friday, I should say. And AEW, more than likely, is going to beat SmackDown. For those 30 minutes, that is. It's going to happen. Now, SmackDown, they said that that 30 minutes is going to be free, right? Yep. It was just announced today. Tony Khan went on WFAN Sports Radio. And uh, for those of you that don't know, WFAN is uh, is a major, um, major sports... Uh, Radio station in, uh, I believe it's in New York. Let's see here. Yeah. It's a New based York based out of New York. Based out yeah. of New York. And, uh, well, Tony Khan said the following. I'm going to announce here, I think live, this might be the first place it gets out anywhere, that uh, we're going to do a, what we normally do for a pay-per-view. You know how we do the pre-show, the buy-in? Yeah. Of course. Well, Rampage, it's a huge event on Friday night. So we're going to have a buy-in live on YouTube Friday night, live from the Night Center, 
9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. We'll go on live. And ahead of uh, their matches on Saturday night, I'm going to give a couple of tough tests to Brian Danielson, the aforementioned Brian Danielson who sat in this very seat, uh, maybe the best wrestler in the world. Uh, we'll, we'll see him in action Saturday night against Bobby Fish. And what a huge match that's going to be on Saturday night, Dynamite. But on Friday night, ahead of Rampage, we'll have the buy-in. Ahead of the matches, we have this huge card. We have Punk versus Seidel. We have Ruby Soho versus The Bunny, which is a huge match because both of them uh, are in line to be competing in the TBS title tournament that's mm-hmm. coming up. And uh, this match could have big implications on who's in, who's out, or where people are seated and who could make it in. Somebody could get injured before the tournament. It could be a big situation there. But also to have Jorge Masvidal, one of the biggest stars in MMA, coming and Junior Dos Santos, the former UFC heavyweight champion, getting in the AEW ring, bringing that UFC fight coming with Masvidal and teaming with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page against Chris Jericho. Jake Hager, an undefeated MMA fighter himself from Bellator. So it's UFC versus Bellator. It's AEW versus UFC. And Sammy Guevara, the the TNT champion, is coming. Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion, is going to be there as part of this trios match, too. That's all on Rampage. And ahead of Saturday night's Danielson uh, versus Fish on Friday night Rampage's pre-show buy-in on YouTube. Everybody in the world will get to see both Bobby Fish and Brian Danielson in singles matches. And I'm going to test both of them with great matches ahead of their match Saturday. And it's all on TNT plus the buy-in on YouTube ahead wow, of awesome. the TNT show. So, so you got all that? I got uh, all that. It's a lot of stuff. Can you just say <laughs> back weekend. to me a couple times? I don't times. think I can repeat it all. It's going to be a huge wrestling weekend <laughs> for the fans. Tony C. Well... Bringing in more uh, C-Fuckers, huh? On the Brock, they own Brock. Now, they're having having slow ticket sales (laughs) for this Friday's Dynamite here in Miami. No wonder they're bringing Jorge Masvidal. Why? For those of you that don't know, Jorge Masvidal is from Miami. Okay, he's a big deal down here. But this just a lot of people, myself included, feel that Tony Khan is obsessed with trying to beat Vince McMahon. Now, I'm not here to say that Vince shouldn't sweat AEW. Because he should. Vince has definitely lost a step or two, or three, or four, in recent years, especially in recent months. But this is a little much. And, you know, WWE pulled out the, the supersized SmackDown thing because they'll be on FS1. They got preempted. Their preemption was a was known a year in advance. So they knew they were going to be on FS1 tonight, or t- this coming Friday. The, right, fact, the fact that they're going to have an overrun, hey, Taking advantage of the fact that, you know, they're on cable. 
and it's going to be the go-home show for Crown Jewel. Tony Khan wants to trounce SmackDown, knowing full well that SmackDown is not going to have the tune-in viewership that it normally does because it's on FS1. And on top of that, announces today that he's going to do one hour on YouTube live prior to Rampage. Why? Because they want to... He wants to be Vince. Shouldn't he be focused on his own show? I mean, this is just me. He needs to focus on his own stuff. Stop worrying about what the WWE does. No, he's never going to stop. I think it's I think it's disgusting because look, he can't get clearance to go an hour early on TNT. So what's your next best option? They don't have a streaming network, so we'll just go live on YouTube. Yep. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And putting all these big matches and things like that. On free television, when they should be saving it for pay-per-views and things like that, Bobby Fish and Brian Danielson, and I mean, yeah, this this is this doesn't sit well with me, not at all, not at all. Here was the promo. Um, uh, that aired Saturday during the um, Iowa Penn State game on Fox. Friday, SmackDown moves to FS1. Same night, different channel. Friday at 8 Eastern on FS1. And um, it, it will be commercial free because the spot, in the spot, there was a type that said commercial free. But, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I really don't like, I don't, I, I don't like this behavior and this is not, this is not me siding with WWE here. It really isn't. I just don't, I don't like the fact that, that. What I what I said in my post because I posted this on the Ranium Radio group page late Saturday night or Friday night when this happened, and I said he needs to mind his own business. Number one and number two, it's it's shit like this that has ruined the business that I grew up watching and loving. I'm getting tired of this pissing match that is essentially one-sided, number one. <laughs> Tony Khan is pissing into a fan right now. And sucking the dicks of ECW Originals. <laughs> I can't wait to finally beat your main show head-to-head. Exact quote. You call it SmackDown, the main show. 
after knowing full well, because he is, quote-unquote, a mark, that SmackDown is not going to have the viewers that it normally does, let alone at 10 o'clock on Friday night. Because I'm going to tell you something. The wrestling fans who watch Rampage live on TNT are the bottom feeders of wrestling fans. And why do I say that? You tell me if the married... Family man, going out on dates, fan, is watching Dynamite at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Tell me if they're watching. Tony C., what are you watching Friday night at 10 o'clock? If I'm home, I'm watching Blue Bloods, but if not, I'm, uh, I'm at a football game somewhere. Okay. I'm usually... If I'm home, I'm watching, I'm winding down my day after a long work week. Maybe I've gone out to, you know, maybe went out to dinner or something with the wife. Whatever. I've only made appointment TV once for Rampage, and that was the premiere. I didn't even stay home the night CM Punk debuted on Rampage. So, I'm in, saying, in I'm saying this time slot, this death nail time slot, because AEW, the only time AEW is going to have a chance to go head to head with WWE is because of this simple little overrun. If it wasn't the, for the fact that SmackDown is airing on FS1, we would not be having this discussion. Because there's going to be no overrun. And the only way that there would be a head-to-head battle is if AEW changed their time slot. Well, they may, they may be looking into that. Well, who the hell wants to watch a wrestling show at 10 o'clock on a Friday? That's true. I mean, who the hell wants to watch wrestling on Friday, period? I don't like that the fact that SmackDown is on Fridays. Me either. I liked it better when SmackDown was on Thursdays. Why did they freaking move it into a... I don't know. Well, look, going to Fox, they were not going to give up one of the other bigger days on the schedule for the WWE. It just wasn't going to happen. Because look, when when SmackDown went to Fox in October of 2019, Empire was still on, right? And Empire was on what? Wednesdays? Yeah, Wednesday. Okay. Wasn't going to happen Wednesday. Monday, I don't know what airs on Monday. I don't know what airs on... As a matter of fact, I don't know what airs on Fox during the week, but I know that Fridays general Fridays generally on Fox 
was like Hell's Kitchen and you know, like Kitchen Nightmares and you know the Gordon Ramsay shows. Right. They got a bunch of them Mass Singer and all that. Don't that come on Monday? I think Mass Singer comes on Monday. Probably goes head to head with like Dancing with the Stars or something. But look, um, Sunday is animation, animation domination. Saturday generally is a baseball game. Um, at night, that is. And if, it, if it's yeah. not baseball season, uh, usually there's a boxing match or there's some sort of sports on Saturday nights on Fox. Um, College football during the fall. On, at, baseball. at night, though? Yeah, they have some eight o'clock games on. Uh, that game last, they had US was USC and um, somebody playing last uh Saturday night. But I may, I may be. Don't quote me on that because that may have been FS1. Well, it doesn't. Excuse me, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, you know, it's possible they have sports on Saturday nights on Fox, and. In, oh, in, in, oh, one the channel, yeah. And 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 before sports started airing on Saturday nights on Fox, okay. For those of you that, for those of your old school people like I, like I am, Saturday night on Fox were two shows that were back to back. Eight o'clock, Cops. Nine o'clock, America's Most Wanted. Absolutely. Um. So they were not going to free up another night other than Friday for the WWE. It just wasn't going to happen. So, so yeah, um, I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. The, the the head-to-head thing doesn't bother me. It's the behavior. The uh. He's just uh, what's the word obnoxious? He's being he's, obnoxious. He's being obnoxious. He's being he's being incredibly obnoxious, and you know WWE's going commercial free for thirty minutes. Big deal. Does that mean you have to go out tweet at eleven thirty on a Friday night, then um, then go and go on a radio show today and say you're going to do one hour live on YouTube? I mean, honestly. Nope. And don't be surprised that if, when and if SmackDown gets preempted again, because if they have to, if SmackDown has to go three straight weeks of being on FS1, that means they're going to do an hour live on YouTube. I it wouldn't surprise me if they straight. do for three weeks straight that that happens. Yeah. Which is lunacy. Absolute lunacy. Just to see if they can beat SmackDown. And then they'll never do it again. Unless there's a pay-per-view. Because you heard it. We usually do this for pay-per-views. Well, last I checked, you don't have a pay-per-view coming up for another four weeks. So why the hell are you doing this? You didn't you didn't do this the night Rampage debuted. You didn't do this for that big 
big ass Arthur Ashe uh, Stadium event that you did in uh, in Queens last month. I don't recall any of the Dynamites recently having a live pre-show on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Now you're going to go and you're going to do this for the next three weeks, possibly. And then you won't do it again. And then the fans will, well, why don't you keep doing that? You're, but you can't do it. You're, why? You're going to spread, spread, spread the, uh, spread the wrestlers too thin. No shit. You don't think you're spreading your wrestlers too thin already? You by producing eight hours of TV on a pretty much a brand new wrestling promotion. That's true. WWE produces three, five, seven, eight. Nine, ten hours of television. However, however, of in-ring television, okay, we're not counting the studio shows, they produce ten hours of in-ring television, but WWE has five separate brands. I, 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 I don't watch all that TV live. Like I struggle to watch ne, Raw. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't watch all of that either. But I, I'm just saying, WWE produces. But WWE produces AEW. ten hours of TV show for five different brands. AEW is one brand, and they're producing eight hours of TV a week. Five to eight hours, excuse me. Still. Right. And it's... It's ridiculous. And I think there's... They got, I, I think they got a podcast. They have uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Post shows and... And... Whatever. I... I, I don't know. I, I, I wish he would just... He's obnoxious, and people are buying into it and, and boosting his ego. His ego is, is is growing now. And when you when I look at him, I, I, I was watching him, watching his mannerisms of how he behaved in the ring. It was a goddamn mark. You think he's going to put WWE out of business? And Eric, he thinks he's Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff is the only man on this planet to have almost put the WWE out of of business. I mean, they got it to the point where they were pulling the water coolers out of the building. Yep, I remember. So, Tony Khan, you're never going to get to that point. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, because, you know, he's a mark. And, you know, I don't know who all these people are, but, you know, Tony Khan uh, uh, 
Tony Khan went on the uh, on the My Mom's Basement podcast. Oh wow! Have you ever heard of My Mom's Basement podcast? Nope. You know because that pod that podcast you know you know since it debuted since the episode was released today uh, has two thousand hits, but you know that's because Tony Khan was on it, not because. People are tuning into my mom's basement podcast with Robbie Fox. I'm sure Robbie Fox does a great job. I'm not putting down Robbie Fox, but it's Robbie Fox, by the way. This is this is a part of Barstool Sports, and we know that they got a thing with Barstool Sports. But Tony Khan went on there and said the following. During an interview on My Mom's Basement, AEW President Tony Khan discussed this coming Friday, this, this coming Friday's rampage going head to head with SmackDown. Khan said that he's not really worried about the battle, but felt Monday's WWE Raw sucked. So here we go. This is this is what he said on the show. It's the second time they've decided to go head to head with us. First time being NXT, which by the way that wasn't a battle, but whatever. And it was WWE going head-to-head with them, not the other way around. Let me just make that clear, okay? Because NXT was on Wednesday nights before AEW was even a tickle in your daddy's sack. Um, I want the fans to be able to watch all the wrestling. I'll coin a phrase right now. Watch your wrestling. WNW, or WYW, sorry. I want people to watch your wrestling. Whatever you want to watch, watch it. A lot of people have chosen to watch AEW because it's the best show. Watch your wrestling. I want people to watch everything. It's the second time they've chosen to put their wrestling head-to-head with mine. The last time they did it, it didn't happen overnight. But from the start, AEW consistently did better numbers than NXT, and we eventually won that war, and AEW is now the Wednesday night show, and Wednesday night Dynamite has had a great run. On Friday, they're doing a half-hour head-to-head with Rampage, which is new. I put my show on consciously after SmackDown, knowing that there's a huge audience of people that watch that show, and a lot of people are going to watch Rampage. Which has been hit, which has been a hit for TNT. They're literally going to do a half-hour head-to-head. That's fine. We'll see what happens. I'm not saying for sure we'll win, and maybe the odds are against us in some ways. But we're going to do the better show. I know. If you don't believe me, watch the go-home show for Raw they did last night because it sucked. First of all, last night's show was not the go-home show. And a lot of people, even though that it didn't, um, for somebody that's doing a lot of interviews, because on top of this, he's always on Busted Open on Sirius XM. For somebody that's doing a lot of podcasts on this radio show, on this podcast, doing this interview, running TV for four different television shows for AEW, I'm glad he found time to watch Raw. Three hours, three hours of Raw, by the way. 
Is of he, course, he watched Raw. Is he what? Did he watch uh, NXT? Did he watch Two Hundred Five Live? Did he watch? Nope. Did he watch Main Event? Did he watch uh, NXT UK? Which, by the way, has live fans returning, I believe, at the end of the month. I'm just saying, Tony, mind your business. Do your own. Don't worry about what the WWE does. You don't think, right? That's all I have to say. Don't worry about what the WWE does. He consciously put Rampage on after SmackDown. Okay. He, it's like he consciously decided that that's when he wants to go on. And that may be the case. He may have decided to go on after SmackDown, which on paper is smart because you could have the overflow. You could have, it's a great lead in. It's a great lead in. Better than the lead-in that's on TNT on Friday nights. There's a, How many times can you watch The Empire Strikes, Strikes Back? Or Wonder Woman. Or Wonder Woman. That's facts. But um, why didn't you go head-to-head then? Rampage is supposed to be eventually your number one show, Tony. That's how I believed it was described. Why didn't you just put it head-to-head with SmackDown? You know that Dynamite's moving to TBS at the beginning of the year. And the and there's going to be less focus on TBS, on the, on the, on the Dynamite show. So why, why didn't you just from the get-go put Rampage on head-to-head with SmackDown? You beat NXT. You said it. Those were your words. You won that war. So why didn't you just continue the war? Why didn't you force? Why don't you force force uh, Fox's hand? Produce That's a better produce a better show. Beat SmackDown in the ratings. If you're so confident in what you're doing, okay. Don't be conscious for the wrestling fans. Eric Bischoff said it best. Okay? He went to a he went to a board meeting with Ted Turner. He normally didn't have meetings with Ted, but Ted he had this meeting with Ted. To discuss international distribution. Eric was trying to get WCW Pro Wrestling and WCW Worldwide to air in other countries. He walks into the office with Ted, sits down, puts his papers down on the table, is about to start his presentation. Ted stopped him dead in his tracks and told him, What do we need to do to compete with Vince? And left it at that. And left it at that. And put Eric and stopped Eric dead in his tracks. Eric never got to to present his thing for international distribution. And Eric's response to Ted simply was 
They're on prime time. We're on Saturday nights. It's not the same. That's all he said. Ted gave a, gave a funny look to Eric. Went to Scott Sasso, who at that time was the uh, was Ted Turner's heir apparent, and said, "Scott, give Eric two hours on Monday night on TNT." And the rest, as they say, is history. So you had, if you had an opportunity to really wallop the WWE, why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't you force Fox to make a decision with the uh, with the rest of uh, the the SmackDown television contract, which is, by the way, expiring in three years? And something tells me Fox is not going to renew SmackDown. And Fox is going to end up back on the USA Network. Or on ESPN. Or some, you know, ABC or something like that. But in 2024, when this contract is over, 2025 SmackDown will not be on Fox. And I can tell you that right now. But you could have, you had, if you had it in the palm of your hands to go head to head with SmackDown, you should have done it. Because maybe Fox would have done something in your favor. Because Fox has more leverage than WWE when it comes to that show. Believe it or not. You've got it easy. Cable TV, you can get away with a lot of shit. Can't do that on network television, though. You were dealt a winning hand, and you decided to give the fans a pass? You're so full of shit, man. Unbelievable. He is, as we like to say, reading too many of his own clippings. He's got his ego is really getting to his head. And when I look at him in the ring, I see a mark. I see just a fanboy running a wrestling promotion. And this is me not disparaging AEW. I'm disparaging the owner of the company. And the way he behaves. I I, I don't get it. I don't get it. SmackDown had one opportunity, one opportunity to do an overrun. How long before AEW hits the Saudi Arabia market? <laughs> That's funny, considering that he's a, uh, you know, he's of that ilk. I don't know. I don't know what his what his background is. I think he's I think he's Iranian. Let me see. Tony Khan. Tony Khan, thirty nine years old. He's actually 
one, two, three months younger than I am. Let's see here. You need to worry about keeping that dad head coach out of the club. He, his dad is from Pakistan. So, so he's Pakistani. I don't know, man. I really don't. And, um. We'll see what happens, as you like to say. I, I just think, I just think the behavior is ridiculous. I really do. It's too over the top for you. It is. It is. I, I don't, I don't see how this is, why. <sighs> Stay in your lane. Just stay in your damn lane. Mind your own damn business. Good Lord. You don't see Burger... You don't see, uh, you know, managers from Burger King, you know, going over to McDonald's and, uh, you know, trying to see what they're doing that is, you know, to get ideas to sell more gimmicks. I mean, actually, they do do that, but still. Bad example. You're not Vince. You're never going to be Vince. And you're not going to be Eric Bischoff either. You are a... Your fanboy. That's it. Because all the promoters that came before you are long since dead and nobody of any note that doesn't work for the WWE is available to tell you that you're doing wrong. Like, there's no other promoters around. Paul Heyman works for WWE. Jim Cornette wants nothing to do with with the wrestling business in general. Working in wrestling, he's got he's okay doing his podcast talking about wrestling, but he doesn't want to be in the business anymore. Tell me another promoter out there that's still alive. Eric Bischoff would be the only one. Jeff Jarrett. Jerry Jarrett, his dad. Jerry Lawler. These are all people that are under contract to the WWE. The Gagne, Vern Gagne, dead. Fritz Von Erich, dead. Paul Bosch, dead. Jim Crockett, dead. Don Owen, dead. Pick up the phone and ask Bill Watts what, what he thinks of your show. Bill Watts is alive. I'm sure he's not doing much these days.
Nick Goulas, dead. Sam Mushnick, dead. Dick the Bruiser, dead. Angelo Poffo, dead. Leo Namalini, dead. Man, Tony Khan really getting up on you. I, I, it, it, it inf- <laughs> that tweet at 11.31 on Friday night infuriated me. Like, I, my blood was boiling. And not for the WWE. I want to make that very clear. Not for the WWE. I'm not defending WWE at all in this situation. Because I do believe that that overrun is suspect. But I get it. One other time are they going to get an overrun for SmackDown? If somebody can tell me when, I'll be glad to hear you out. That's my that's my two cents on this Tony Khan thing. But you got it all out. I mean, I guess so, but but do you see do you see where I could be upset? Yeah. I ain't never said you was wrong or nothing. You know, now Lee's gonna text me at some point over the course of the next twenty four hours and say that I'm smoking crack or something. I'm just I'm just you know, dealing with sour grapes. He's going to call me a front runner, bandwagon jumper. Also, he'll give me, he'll tell me everything. Because Lee likes to stir the pot. I know he doesn't mean it, but he likes to stir the pot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, uh, I think it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then Will Osprey. Keep your mouth shut, by the way. I just want to say that. Nobody want nobody wants to hear from you. I don't at least. I don't care if you are considered the best wrestler on the planet. I don't give a damn what you have to say. I just don't know Will Osprey is uh is a mainstay in New Japan Pro Wrestling and of course uh, a quote-unquote internet darling. Uh, he wrestled in the Cruiserweight Classic for the WWE in, two, in 2016, but uh, Will Osprey went on the internet. I don't care what he says about CM Punk, but he went on the internet and said that he would embarrass Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson in the ring in a wrestling match. Another person believing, reading too many of his own clippings. So keep your mouth shut, Osprey. I don't give a damn what you have to say. Go back and uh, clear up that, uh, what was it? You had some VD or something earlier in the year? Some bullshit like that? Anyways. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. I have to uh, 
guess that's it. I don't have anything else I have to say. Of course, Tessa Blanchard making the headlines again because she's a part of the Women of Wrestling promotion. And uh, she's selling a t-shirt that says, Stand Back, She's Nuclear. Because she is toxic. She's, you know, she's a cancer on the uh, on the industry. So. But yeah. But yeah. We'll be back after Crown Jewel, right? We'll be back. Um, yeah, we'll be back after Crown Jewel. So the Tuesday after yeah. Crown Jewel, we'll recap everything that went down. Of course, a lot will have happened. In the next two weeks, but I figured let me vent now because we're not on the air next Tuesday. Absolutely. But Jesus Christ, man. And we'll get, we're heading to big shows. Big show season. Well, big show. Paul White is in AEW, so. Paul White season, man. Paul White season. It's the Paul White era. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, with that said. Uh, coming up uh, tomorrow night, AEW Dynamite post show. It's the Mark Order Podcast 1015 following the conclusion of Dynamite on TNT. See, we're not all bad here. Some of us do like AEW. That's why there's an AEW show on this network. Uh, Turnbuckle Throwbacks live Friday night at 7 or 8 o'clock, depending on, you know, if Jay, if, uh, Jay can uh, get out of the, of the, of the pokey um, early enough. I say that jokingly, of course. He's not in the pokey. Um, the Shining Wizards, Monday night at 7. Next Tuesday, we'll, we'll play a classic episode. Uh, probably the infamous uh, Candy Theft episode. And then we'll be back on Tuesday, October 26th, with night one of the 2021 Major League Baseball World Series. Between the ALCS champion versus the NLCS champion. Uh, does Tony see any final words from you? Um, hey man, y'all trying to kill them all? Need we need them? <laughs> okay, help me the world go around. Killing them all, white ones. Cut that out. Oh, and one other, one last thing. I don't know if you caught this today, but the trailer for the new Home Alone movie came out. It looked pretty good. I have to admit, it looked pretty does good. It, has, does it have any tie-in to the previous? It has some tie-ins to the original. It's essentially like a reboot of the original. But it looked pretty good, and uh, there is a cop that we have not seen his face walking around, and his badge said McAllister. So, okay. that's a little teaser right there. It's coming to Disney Plus, I believe, around Thanksgiving. So, if you got a Disney, if you're, if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you'll be able to see what's this movie called? It's called. Uh, Oh my god, Home Alone something or other. Um, it is called Home Sweet Home Alone. I guess. 
It, it was pretty good. It was. It, I watched it earlier today, and it was. It was. Uh, it was nice. I'm not. It, it doesn't trump the originals. And don't let anybody tell you any different. Part two is the best one. Uh, I can understand why you say that. I love part two. I love, love, love part two. Part one is great. Part two is better. And that's that. So, with that said, and I think I will, uh, let's see. Just so, so the people don't think I'm a total asshole. Can we get the, the AEW Rampage theme song, please? Thank you. Uh, for Tony C, I'm Double A. We'll see you in two weeks' time on October 26th with another edition of The Rant. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I'm not going to play a, uh, a, uh, a hob, a, some hokey fan-made, uh, version of the song. No way. No, 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 Then I'll play, uh, let's see. I'll play Chris Jericho's AEW theme, because that's what everybody loves. All right, so with that said, for Tony C, I'm Double A. Have a good night, everybody.